Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the program. Tonight, I am joined by poet and musician Takuzwa Chikepe. Good evening, sir. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, doctor? I'm <laughs> quite well. <laughs> I am so glad that you're with me. Thank you, Sammy. I'm very happy to be here. Yes. Well, let's begin our poetic journey together, all right? Yes. All right. What is poetry? Uh, poetry, I think it's... Um, Poetry is the, it's a gift from God that has been given or is given to people to share the hidden meanings of life. Wow, I, I, a gift from God. Wow. Yeah. To share the, the secret meaning, meaning of life. Tell yes. me more about that. What do, you, what do you mean? Tell me more about that. Uh, so the way that I understand this life is um, all of us, my, my hypothesis is like this, all of us, we don't know the reality of life, but uh, time and again, there are things or there, are, or, or there is the, the truth about life that is revealed to people, the truth about life that can be revealed to people, it can be through prophets from the churches. It can be through signs from scientists. It can be through poets from from poetry and all sorts of medias that that can be available to to reveal the the hidden meaning of life. So mm. that that is that is that is the branch where poetry comes from. All right. So why is poetry important, my friend? Why is it important? Um, from my experience, I would say, uh, poetry, it's not something that I, I, I woke up and say, when I grow up, I want to be a poet mm-hmm. or I marveled or I admired. It's something that started to grow in me subconsciously, not knowing that poetry was growing in me. They were like bits and pieces of of, of, of different things about life. And eventually, I then realized that this is poetry. At the age of 19, my high school teacher, he said, this is a gift of poetry. I've got a gift of poetry. If ever you fail to do anything in life, start to write poetry and it will take you far in life. So that's how important poetry is. Sometimes we desire things in life. But there are some things that we we end up having, like gifts. Uh, just like a person, if a person gives you a gift, mm-hmm. sometimes they say gifts you can't give another person because it's a gift, it's something of treasure in its own essence. All right, very nice. Please share a poem. 
All right, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I am going to share my latest poem. It is called, What is a Friend? I wrote this poem today in the afternoon. Um, I was looking for a favor. Then I didn't know who to ask for this favor. When I was about to give up to look for someone to help me, then I then thought of my classmate at uh, Duke Divinity School by the name Will Shelley. Then I called him. I asked him for a favor, and he came to my, to my residence, and he helped me with whatever I was looking for, the help that I was looking for. So while least I was waiting for Will to come to my, to my apartment, that is when I got inspired to write this poem. It's called, What is a Friend? Enjoy. One of the most important questions we can ask ourselves in the 21st century is, what is a friend? In Africa, it is very easy to identify your friend or friends because a friend in need is a friend indeed. What about in a society where our needs are very few, whereby our wants are also very few? What is a friend? Before we even ask who is a friend or who is your friend. A friend is someone who is not afraid of what you are afraid of. A friend is someone who is prepared to reject thyself for your own interest. A friend is someone you tend to when you panic or under panic attack and so on. Someone once tries to define a friend. What is a friend? Who is your friend? And how many friends do you have? Many believe marriage is a calling. Even friendship, friendship also comes by calling. They said, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What more can we say about friendship? What is a friend? Who is your friend? Inside your friend are hidden treasures of happiness. Inside your friend are many, many more friends. From a servant to a friend. From servant to friends. Indeed, this is a direct connection to the source. What is a friend? Who is? your friend, in this life, for life, to be alive, for life. Thank you. Wow. That's very powerful. <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> very you. powerful. Very powerful. <laughs> you know, when you think about your body of work, your poetry, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you write about? So um, when I write my poetry, it's at first, it was from imagination. Anything that I can imagine that I think no one has ever imagined, 
Then I wrote so many poems for about six years, just writing from imagination. Then I think I exhausted imagination. Then I started to, to write what I call spiritual poetry. Sometimes things that I see in my dreams, things that I see in my visions, things that I see when I pray or speaking tongues. I started writing poetry from those things. Then there was a time uh, when I, I graduated from that stage, then I started to write poetry from what I see in the society. When I walk in the streets, what, what I see, something if something triggers uh, something, then I end up writing something. Then these days, uh, I, I just write poetry from, from interactions. For example, this day I saw a lady, she was wait, waiting for, for the same bus I was waiting for. She had a tattoo on her hand. Uh, it was written, I am a woman. Then I said, wow, this is a very powerful tattoo. You have reminded me of a poem I once wrote, which is entitled, I am still a woman. And one day I was talking to my friend Will about uh, movement. Then I ended, up, I ended up saying like, I wrote a poem about movement. <laughs> one day I was talking about another, uh, with other people about groups. Then I was saying like, I wrote a poem about groups. So one time when I calculated my poems, uh, I'm now 35 years and I started writing when I was 19 years, so it's 16 years writing poetry. When I calculated one time, I think I've written more than 3,600 poems. Some of the poems got lost. Some of the poems, they, they, they are scattered. Some are, are still around. Um, so the way that I'm, I, I, I'm deducing understanding from society, it reminds me of the poetry that I once wrote. So I've wow. gone through different stages of, uh, of writing poetry. All right. Please share another poem. Okay. <laughs> this is interesting. All right. So this one is one of my interesting poems. Uh, it explains um, the different ways people are different in our society and the different ways we try to understand each other. Uh, people in Virginia Bridgewater, they love this poem so much. It's called Emotional Historians and the Real Timers. Enjoy. These funny people cracking their own jokes and their own laughter. Surprisingly, in times of laughter, they do not laugh. They cry sorrow and agony. They are so strict to their belief. They move like robots, and in haste, they move as if a certain force pushing them. Memories all their friends, and past they continue to torment in search of answers they never asked in time. Reality they shun away, and advice they throw in rubbish pits. Open your heart with all its colors. These people smash it down like a night-whistling creepy cricket. They can blame you for your expression. You have no right to say this to me. They can shout at you. So you are saying, I am this. They furiously rain saliva on your face. And they can even burn you to their chambers. What is simple in others' eyes is the most difficult thing for them. 
in peace they condemn themselves and move around searching for different ways that can lead them to tears and sorrow. The only time when you meet these people is when they come to your life. When you try to meet them in their life, they close all doors and leave no sign of life. They can, when you try to meet them half the way, you meet yourself and eventually wave by to yourself. If you are lucky not to go back with scars of misconduct and distress from their volcanic actions that point everyone is the devil that was once met. I do not think this is really how these people are, but being victims of emotional distress, steered up in a pot of darker forces from their happy moments, a beautiful baby soul brightens up their faces and lights up all candles of life around them. But from a sound of a directed clap, they can change like weather and steer up lightning and thunder. Sometimes I smile. To them, smiles are for the weak and defeated from any incident. They do not tolerate. Reading notes of history, you will not miss them. In present presentations, you will not find them. Busy picking different powerful words from conversations only to prove a point for their historical ideologies. Ideologies that never work, for they hardly finish their ideological hypothesis. And reality is exclusively opposite their ideologies. Would they point a beautiful future for themselves? Try what they can't. Their historical wagons are so heavy with unfinished myths and mysteries, soaked in sorrow, depression, and bitterness. Detach from your past, my beloved, and live life. Bury your ugly history for the comfort of the present day. And more beautiful days for few problems are aligned with the future. And from the past problems come the past from the future. Real-time life is better than recycled life. Thank you. Wow. You know, as I listen to you, my friend, when you share... You sound like a totally different person. There's a different (laughs) resonance in your voice. So what I want to know is, what is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice? Oh, this is interesting. So my speaking voice and the writing voice is one voice. Mm. But what happens is... um, When the voice comes, when I write poetry, it is very mild, even if it's a very powerful poem. So I I write poetry, any kind of poetry. Some poems that I write, some people, they say they're disturbing poems. But when I receive that kind of poetry, I receive in a very mild voice that is very calm. I move in the understanding of what the poem is trying to communicate with me. How I get, how I get the voice uh, that I use to read my poetry is from the shape of the words. The, the words, the way that I read the words, it shapes my understanding. An interesting part of, about my life is uh, 
Uh, in short, I would say I started to know how to read on top of my voice at the age of 19. Hmm. Because when I was young, at the age of seven or younger than seven, uh, my, my mother, she, 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 she taught me silent reading. So I grew up just doing silent reading. Although I was very bright in class, but I never had mm -hmm. a chance to read in class. Because in Africa, it would be a class of 40 people in the primary school or more than 40 people. So usually the, ch the, 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 the children who read in class are usually not the bright children, but those that are capable of reading. So they are given more like given a chance. So for me, I was very bright, but I never had a chance to read. Until I realized when I was 18 that I can't read. Uh, uh, I was reading like a seven-year-old at the age of 19. And I still remember one day people, they laughed at me in class. And I went, it was a boarding school from form one up to form six before going to university. I started to wake up in the morning around 4, 4 a.m. To, to, to teach myself to read. So I realized that the way that the voice comes, it, it is because of, of the relationship that you build with the words. So many people, they don't build a relationship with the words because they started reading the words before they knew even the meaning of the words. It, it, it was, can you read? They were fascinated with the, with, the, with the fascination of being able to read. For me, I was fascinated with the fascination of, of knowing that if you put M and Y, it becomes my. Mm -hmm. so, 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 so I'm fascinated like, where is my coming from? So the more that you build the relationship with the word is the more that you grow the voice that you use to, to read your poetry. Wow. You know, I want to thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. So beautiful, beautiful work. Beautiful work. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Doctor. Yes. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> now, I want to go back to the age of 19 again, because that seems like that's a pivotal age for you in terms yes. of writing poetry. Now, yes. did you discover when you wrote a piece of poetry that poetry had power? That's what I want to know. Did I what? So can you can you? Did you discover at that particular time that poetry had power, or were you just writing to write? I I, I instantly discovered that poetry had power because what happened at the age of nineteen that that was my turning point. Yeah. I didn't I I didn't know that I I can't read because I was a very smart like Shona my language I was the best student, but I was never given a chance to read in class. So one mm -hmm. day. The, uh, the teacher asked me to read the Shona book, and I failed. I read like a seven-year-old, and, and my, my, my classmates laughed at me. So when I went to the hostels, that was the only time that people laughed at me. And I was the head boy, you know, a prestigious mm -hmm. person at school. Uh, so I, the following day, and, and I think for about six months or the whole year, I went to the library and took all the Shona books that were in the library that I could take. And I read all those books. I don't know how many Shona books that I read, nearly all of them, if not all of them, until there was nothing to read. 
when I read the Shona books, they inspired me so much because I started to grow a relationship with the Shona language. Mm-hmm. From there was nothing to read. No, I, re- I read all the Shona books. So I said, okay, I still want to read something, but there's, there's nothing to read. So I am going to start to write what I would want to read. So I, I, I'll start to write po- uh, the poetry that I, I, I mm-hmm. wish to read, to read. For me, I didn't know it was poetry. It was some, some stories that are very condensed, but very interesting. And uh, mm-hmm. when my teacher realized that that is what I was writing, he said, wow, this is poetry. <laughs> this is poetry. This is powerful. And to me, it was like, wow. Because I started to write things that I, I can't find in a book. And it, it, I fell in love with that. After six years of writing in Shona, only in Shona, then I started to, to meet people from out of Zimbabwe. Because uh, they, uh, I think it was after six years yet. Uh, because I was now working at a bookshop as a bookshop manager. After I graduated from university, I did publishing uh, as, a, as my bachelor's. So I'll introduce myself. And I'm a poet to, to all the people <laughs> coming to the bookshop. And they'll say, wow, can I read your poetry? <laughs> then I'll say, oh, I write in Shona. And they say, oh, okay. You know, that's when I realized, okay, I've written poetry in six years in Shona. I now have to write in six years in English. So I started to write English poetry. And, and, and that, that change is also an added advantage for me because sometimes I can think in Shona. There, there are some, some poems that I break the language, the English language, because it's my, mm-hmm. it's my second language. It's not my mother language. But in Zimbabwe, we use English. But the fascination about it is I sometimes think in Shona and write in English. Okay. And I sometimes uh, think in English and write in Shona. So that on its own is another art on its own. So that's how powerful. Before I started even to spiritualize my poetry, <laughs> that on its own it was another level. <laughs> Well, you know, as I shared with you, my friend, this is a call-in show, and the call-in number is 646-787-1631. We have a caller. I'd like to bring this person on if that's okay. All right? Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. The first three numbers are 240-353. You're on the air with Takuzma. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Both of you, yes. And I'm going to say right off, this is Lady Di. Hello, Lady Di. <laughs> Hello. I know both of you. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Lady Di. <laughs> Hello there. Saku. Yeah. I want to say that um, it's been really interesting listening to you. That's amazing. To it have is. learned to read silently yeah. and not speak and no voice behind it <laughs> for so many years. That's amazing to me. Yeah. Wow. For that 19 so years. Yeah. Wow. Um, I want to say, um, now that I hear your voice, I also want to say congratulations on your um, recent su- success. Um, uh, from graduate, graduation, divinity, 
at um, Duke University. Oh, thank you so there, much. There was, a, there was a time that we would go to Duke Gardens, which is gorgeously beautiful, because yeah. my sister attended CC, um, NCCU, mm. um, <laughs> North Carolina Central. But anyway, mm. we would go in those gardens and just take beautiful pictures. And so you're the first person that I know attended that university. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's an amazing university. And it's a small world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lady Di, do you have a yeah. question for Takuzwa? <laughs> oh, hello. You have a question for Takuzwa. What would you like to know about Takuzwa in terms of his poetry? <laughs> In terms of his poetry, mm-hmm. um, I heard you just wrote today. I heard you just wrote today, <laughs> yeah. um, and you also said in the beginning of your writing, um, it was your imagination, yeah. uh, and you felt that your imagination had run out. Um, I wanted. I just want to make a statement that I don't think your imagination will ever run out. <laughs> mm. so that's mm. what I'm saying. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that so much. I, Lady I Di, you incredible. I always say that in our poetry, there's um, fiction and fact. So when you yeah. talk to you, mm. the creative mind, that's your yeah. imagination. Um, just looking at a star and imagining our yeah. stars speaking to each other. You yeah. know? So everything we can just do and play and do what we like with poetry. I, I love it. Mm. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh, Thank wow. you. The imagination is still going on, Taku. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Lady Di, for gracing us with your presence. Your wonderful, wonderful presence. Thank you. Thank All you, right. Lady Di. All right. Okay, I'll see you later. Go. Thank you so I'll much. All right. All right. All right. I like that. The Kuzwa, we're going to take a brief break and we'll be right back. Okay. Anthony Ingram. I'm here with Takuzwa Chikepe. Question mm. for you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Question yeah. for you. <laughs> All yeah. great writers have mm. great writing influences. Who are mm. some of yours, and what makes them great in your eyes? Mm. Influences, great writing influences. Um, for me. I think it it was just poetry that came to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, before poetry, I never read anyone's poem or mm-hmm. poet, anyone's poetry. But of late, from 
from 2016 to date, I've been reading poetry from the people that I'm grooming in Africa. I'm grooming more than uh, 500 uh, artists. I'm grooming them on how to write poetry. Uh, I have seen them grow. Uh, I still remember in 2016, uh, uh, I created a concept which was, if you can read, you can write. So I, re I realized that I was starting to have fans, people who mm -hmm. were following my poetry. I, I appreciated the appreciation they were giving me, and I thought, how can I give them more than what I'm giving them? So I say to them, if you can read my poetry, it means you can write poetry. I'm going to teach you how to write poetry. So uh, I, I, I gathered my friends, my family, anyone, my fans, to teach them to write poetry, to teach them to write poetry. Most of them, they didn't have any idea what poetry is. And mm -hmm. those are the, the poems that I read in my life. Every day of my life, I read those kind of poems. And some of them, they are, they are becoming big poets. And I marvel because I remember uh, the times they started writing poetry. So I would think I was influenced, I was later influenced by what came out of me. And it really influences me a lot. All right, very nice. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Please share a poem. Okay. So today when I was thinking of the poems to read today, I thought of doing something very different from what I do. Most of the times when I get a time to read poetry, I always try to look for my best poetry. But today I didn't look for my best poetry. There was a poem that was ringing in the back of my mind. I still remember that, that saying, stop nagging the dead. But I couldn't remember the name of the poem, the year that I wrote the poem. So I was looking for this poem on my social media, in my database, everywhere. I looked for that poem. Eventually, I found that poem. So when I was looking for this poem, I also came across strange poems that I wrote over the years. I might end up like reading those poems. But the poem that I was looking for, I wrote it in November 2017. It is called Social Defaults. I'm going to read this poem. The dead do not speak. The dead do not have solutions for the living. The dead are dead, all gone and not retaining. The dead only wait for the new dead ones to dine and die with them. Only the dead knows about the dead. No one wants to die, but died, they did. If they could speak, they would tell you about their different dying stories. Unfortunately, they are all gone. Only living the living 
speaking about the dead. Yes, the dead do also talk about the living, but they do not speak with the living. The dead do not have solutions. Yes, they do not have solutions. If they had solutions, they would live a solution life. If they had solutions, we would live in a solutionful society. But look at us now. We only live in a solutionless society. Always looking for a pinch of solutions to all our problems. That's leaving the whole story with the living one. You, living being, make sure you live before you live. You, living being, make sure you live before you live. You, living being, make sure you live before you live. You, living being, make sure you live before you live. The dead ones are looking unto you for all they wish to speak out while they live. The dead ones are looking unto you for solutions against all that much they are down for. Stop nagging the dead ones, you living being, and start and start living beyond your prescribed prescriptions. Stop nagging the dead ones, you living being, and make sure you live before you leave. The same brain that your oppressor uses to oppress you is the same brain that you use to allow oppression on yourself. Transform yourself and enjoy the benefits of life. Transform your lifestyle and enjoy the benefits of life. Yes, people are not birds, but they do fly. Yes, people are not fish, but they do swim. Yes, people are not stars, but they do decorate the skies with their different technologies. Transform yourself and enjoy the benefits of life. Transform your lifestyle and enjoy the benefits of life. And stop nagging the dead ones, you living being. For nagging you, they don't. For nagging you, they can't. For nagging you, they will not. Stop pretending to be spiritual and wasting time. Stop wasting time and pretending to be spiritual. You living, being, 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 being alive is a given opportunity to create something new for yourself. Life and more generations out of it than wishing to be dead and spending most of your time admiring the dead ones. Rise up from your sleep, you living being, and live on, on, and on. Thank you. Oh, incredible. <laughs> tell me, tell me, what is the purpose of that poem? What's the purpose of it? This poem is it's, it's interesting. It cuts, it, it cuts the social fabric about how different the society is. When you look at the society, we think 
that the society is the same, but it is very different. I'll mm. give an example, like here in the U.S., there is a lot that is happening in the U.S. For example, when, we, when we're starting to look at the, the way uh, humanity is advancing, we we'll start to talk about people like Elon Musk, we start to talk about going to Mars uh, and so many other, other things, Amazon and so many uh, artificial intelligence and so many other things that we can talk about that have been brought up by, brought forward by people, by, in, by the ingenuity of people. But that is not the same when it comes, for example, to people in Africa. The problems, they might look like the same, but in Africa, when we look at any kind of problem or, any, or the problems that we face, sometimes we pin our hope uh, in, in, we pin our hope in, in the spiritual, that one day we are going to be redeemed by any fraction of the spirituality. So in, in this spectrum of spirituality, there is another element of, uh, of people who really think and believe that when they have a, com a communication, a strong communication with the, with the dead ones, they're going to be redeemed from what they see as their problems. It might mm -hmm. work. It might not yes. work. It might mm -hmm. work. It might not work. But it, it shows how different life is. So someone can live, the, the, they don't care about the computer. They don't care about the phone. They don't care about going to Mars. They don't care about anything that you think is so complicated. But what they care is to make sure they've got the latest information from the other realm of the dead ones. So it goes in that spectrum. Of course, it's a poem. It's it, it, the, the meaning of it is broad, but it goes in that spectrum like the hidden question in that poem is like, if you are to define life, how would you define life? Would you define life from the way life is advanced or you define life from the way you'd understand life? There was one time when I, I, I didn't like life so much. But I prayed to God. I did a funny prayer. I said, God, I don't know what is happening in this life. But what I know is you created heaven and earth. Zimbabwe is not earth. But Zimbabwe is part of earth. So allow me to also see the other places that you have created so that I can worship you in my happiness. Amen. And from that prayer, I always tell my friends, like, after I finish doing that prayer, that is the time when I, when I miraculously managed to have my passport, when I miraculously started to cross the border going to different other countries, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, it's a spectrum of understanding life. Would you want to understand life? Some people here in the U.S., they've never been out of the U.S., whether it's okay or it's not okay. But would you want to understand life from the way that you understand life or you want to give yourself to understand more about life? Wow. Powerful, <laughs> my friend. I needed to yeah, hear that. Yeah. I needed to hear that prayer. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. I needed to hear it more than you know. Yes. (laughs) Let me ask this question. As you think about the poems that you've written, has any poem ever humbled or frightened you? That ever humbled or frightened Yes, a poem that you've written. That I've written. I I have a poem that I call Pressurized Pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have it somewhere near. Yes, I have it somewhere near. It, the, the name of this poem is called "On Honor Defeats On Pressure." It's 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 a poem that when I read to people, they might not say "Wow." Maybe like the poem that I just finished uh, reading, but it changed the the way that I perceive life, the way that I see life. It, it, it brought peace in my life because uh, if you if you'd allow me, I can read that poem. Yes, I'd love for oh. you to read it. Okay, so, so so this poem it changed the way that I understand life. From this poem, after I wrote it and after I read it, I started to understand that whatever this life is going to bring me, whether poverty, whether racism whether anything, everything, anything that might be ugly, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing only if I can understand the formula of how to do it. So it, it brought that, that kind of peace in my life. So it's called On Honor, Defeat On Pressure. It reads, If you are under pressure, pressurize yourself with a different pressure. And you will see that by the end of the season, you live to measure the results of your own pressure than to be measured and being defeated by an uninvited pressure. Pressurize pressure. Pressure. Pressurize pressure. Pressure. Pressurize pressure. Pressure. Outburst it will. Left stronger you will be after inhaling the defeated cries of pressure and definitely your own pressure will kneel down before your own great honor. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, so this- my friend, <laughs> that was pressure. I want you to send me a copy of that one. <laughs> I yeah. hanging on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pressure, serious. Pre- Pressure, pressure. It's 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 more like when any kind of pressure in life, any kind of pressure comes to you, but you did not invite it to come to yes, you. Yes, so true. It's okay that it has come, but the hmm. the only homework that you are left to is to create something of the same magnitude to challenge hmm. yourself. So you create wow. something of the same magnitude instead of looking what came 
that you didn't invite, you look on what of the same magnitude that you created. Mm-hmm. Then start to deal with it. Start to deal with it. Start to deal with it until it kneels down to you. Then you have pressurized pressure. That first pressure that came to you uh, automatically is defeated. Yeah. You know, our stories, our lived experiences are different. Yeah. You hail from Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. I hail from High Point, North Carolina. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but poetry, poetry yeah. through empathy brings us together. Yeah. We've both had experiences in this life. Mm-hmm. Life, as we know, can be tough. There's mm-hmm. good, there's bad, there's mm-hmm. ugly, and there's mm-hmm. indifferent. So what mm-hmm. I want to know from you, mm-hmm. what do you view as being the role of a poet in modern-day society? That is, that is interesting. So the role of a poet, this is what I, I, I teach my students, the role of a poet in the modern-day society is to bring the, 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 the solutions we are lacking in this world. A poet can become anything in this life. A poet can become a police officer. A poet can become a, a, a soldier. A poet can become a president. A poet can become a boxer. A poet can become a musician. I believe Bob Marley, he was a poet but he managed to understand how to turn his poetry to music. A poet, a poet can become any, an electrician, an engineer. So the, 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 the way that I see it is when you become all those things, but if you are not a poet, you are going to get stuck at a certain corner that you are, you are going to fail to cross. But when you become whatever you become, and when you are a poet, definitely you are going to bring the missing pieces in that kind of industry. I, I just finished my first year at, 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 at the Duke Divinity. We've got a, yes. a, a, a famous doctor. His name is Dr. Brent Strong. He's well known for teaching Old Testament. When he taught us Old Testament, everything that he taught us about Old Testament, when we had finished reading the Old Testament, He's, we asked him, like, so what is our takeaway from Old Testament? Then he says to us, when I come to your churches or wherever you are, especially when you are going to be a pastor or a minister, when I hear your sermon, I will tell if you, if you became a poet or not of which I want to encourage you all to become, to become poets. Because when you become a poet, you are going to understand the Bible in a way that it has never been understood by anyone. And you are going to understand and make sense of the Bible uh, in its complexity and sophistication than just reading it as a narrative. So to me, it was like, wow, this guy, is really, this guy is really smart. So he has invited all these divinity students to become poets just like me. This is interesting. And after the lecture, <laughs> I went to him. I went to him and I said, Dr. Strong, this is really good. But 
you know, for me, I've been a poet in 16 years. I think for one of your studies, I can give you something to research on. How about you start to research about the side effects of being a poet? <laughs> and he, he liked me for, for, for saying that. So, so that's poetry. That, 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 that is poetry. It, it, it taps in where the, the, the missing puzzle. That is where we tap in. That, that is where there's the realm of the... The, the, the realm where everyone is, but we tap in, in the other realm. We tap in the angelic realm. We tap in the realm of demons. We tap in the realm of mermaids. We tap in the realm of witches. We tap in the realm of dead people. We tap in the realm of different kinds of spirits, you know? And that, mm-hmm. that, that, that is where this, some of the solutions are that are missing in this realm of reality we live in. That's how important poetry is. Well stated, my friend. <laughs> you know, not only <laughs> not only are you a poet, you're also a musician. Tell Yay! me about being a musician and what is the relationship between your music and your poetry? Thank you so much. So, <laughs> so poetry to me is like that is my workplace <laughs> in my conscious and subconscious <laughs> mind. I live in it. I, I see poetry. I live in poetry every time my brain is opening 60 files of poems that are being written at the same time. So I'm always busy writing poetry in my conscious and subconscious mind. And uh, there's no time for me to rest except when I'm sleeping. And sometimes when I'm sleeping, I'm even poetry even when I'm sleeping. So... <laughs> The way that I, I, I relax my brain is through music. So when I sing, to me, it, it is a way of thanking God for the gift of poetry. I, I, I am relaxing my brain, my ever busy brain. I'm just floating in, I'm just gliding in, in, in a vacuum that is full of life. That is music to me that's how much i love music it really relaxes my soul and my spirit yeah well i think it's time for a mini musical concert are you ready yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready doctor <laughs> the cruiser graciously oh, is allowing me to play some of his songs tonight and so we begin with some music. What would you like to hear, Takuzwa? Um, I would hear one of my songs that I, I published this year. It's called mm-hmm. Zimunamato. Zimunamato, it means a big prayer. I was inspired by Dr. Strong of Old Testament when he was teaching us about a Jewish prayer that is called Shema. So when I, when I read about the Shema, uh, that they wake up early in the morning, they do that prayer. I was inspired. The Shema is found in, in Deuteronomy. I was inspired to sing a song uh, from, from, from the Shema from Old Testament. So, All right. Zimnamato will be good. It's a prayer for me. All right, here we are. Shema. Shima, 
Bring in the morning In the afternoon and evening These are the dangerous times Shima Shima Jandino Thank you. 
Jegurosiko, Jegudona, Aliboda Baba, Jegurosiko, Jegudona, Aliboda Ishi, Jegurosiko, Jegudona, Aliboda Baba, Jegurosiko, Jegudona, Aliboda Ishi. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful, man. And that was you? That's that me. was you? That's me. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was fantastic. from artificial intelligence. Yes, that was great. Well, let's continue. What would you like to hear next? What would you like to play next? Okay, so I'd like to play, uh, there's another song of mine, it's called Speak Through Us. So this right. song, I'm graduating from being a poet. To becoming a pastor that's 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 something that is really amazing it's a big story for another day so mm-hmm. I, i'm really fascinated about it because that's how automatically my poetry is being spiritualized to become spiritual poetry so this song that is called speak through us whenever i'm invited to preach uh, i'm in the methodist church united methodist so whenever i'm invited to preach even when I was in Zimbabwe, in the Methodist Church in Zimbabwe, I, I listened to this song and I meditate with it. So when I, when, when I get uh, before the people on the podium, on the pulpit to start to preach, automatically I know like I'm filled with fire. And mm. the fire is charged from this song. So it is called Speak Through Us. Enjoy. All right. <laughs> I'm giving you, giving you the service of the priesthood. It's a gift. Come on, master. Let you speak through me. So 
They both are creative acts with the power mm-hmm. to change lives. Both mm-hmm. music and poetry are often used as an outlet for emotions, providing mm-hmm. solace in times of trouble or joy. Mm-hmm. People can also gain a better understanding of themselves through poetry, while music enables listeners to reveal their deepest feelings through lyrics or tone of voice. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? That's really that's really powerful. Uh, I still remember that the time when uh, when I would say like poetry is this said part of me, said part mm-hmm. of me meaning when I look at things that really touch my heart, I I feel like I'm compiled to to address those things in my poetry. So that's where that's that's why I would say poetry is the said part of me. Then I would go like music is the joy part of me you know it, music mm-hmm. is like it's like saturday and sunday when you are not <laughs> unlike monday and friday when you go to work monday and, monday to friday is poetry to me then saturday and sunday mm-hmm. that's music when you're just relaxing you know in your shorts and you are just feeling good <laughs> well <laughs> we have time in this musical concert for one more one more. Oh. Which one would you like to do? One like, more. Oh my God. Yes. One more. One more. <laughs> one more. Which one? My mother told me to choose this one. Which what one? What about can syllabus? I That's your latest. What about syllabus? Yes. 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 Let's play syllabus. Syllabus is um that that is my latest song. I think it came out uh uh about three days ago. On the night. <laughs> yeah. On the night. It's the latest. So syllabus, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's in Shona, so I'll explain it a little bit. So syllabus, it's, um, the funny thing about syllabus, most of my songs I write. I write them down, then I go to the studio and I read while at least, uh, the beat is going on. But syllabus, it, it was a freestyle. The producer here in the States, in Durham, he just said, I told him, I'm afraid to just start speaking or start singing. Then he said, well, you can start to learn to face your fears. And I said, oh, okay, fine. So he just put the beat, then I just started singing without anything written down. So I was just singing what was coming in my mind, more like a freestyle. But when I mm-hmm. listened to this song, after, after it was a product, after that freestyle, when I listened to it, it's more like a, it, it's a prophetic, prophetic song. That, that inspires people not to to give up it, it, that inspires people not to give up stressing the point that whatever they are looking forward to have in life it's hidden deep inside them best they can do is to search themselves through in and extract that thing out that is the definition of of life so don't give up a life the life that you're looking forward to having is inside you. Just like me right now as a poet, among so many other poets, maybe that are listening, that have been writing poetry for more than 10 years or so, we, 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 we find life in our poetry. My poetry, in summary, it, it gave me all sorts of things. Poetry gave me music. Poetry gave me preaching. Poetry gave me a visa to come to the U.S., Poetry gave me divinity. Poetry gave me friends. Poetry gave me all sorts of everything. You know, so 
So that thing that we're looking for, it's inside us. Yes, we don't know what will come out of our lives. For example, I've been writing poetry for, nine, for 16 years, but that's not my biggest gift. I started speaking in tongues at the age of seven, which is bigger than, than poetry. And that is not the biggest. I started dreaming way before the age of seven. So in the unfolding of, of, of life, everything starts to to come together to produce something that is beyond what we know, but everything is inside us. So that is the syllabus. So it's more like I was giving people the syllabus, like once you understand this, then you are rest assured that you are in the right direction and don't worry about anything else. It becomes noise. Okay. All right. Syllabus. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> hey.
<laughs> that was for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, actually, thinking we're gonna close soon. We're gonna close soon. We're gonna run out of time. But actually, yeah. <laughs> think about your work. What are yeah. you attempting? You're multi-talented. What are you attempting yeah. to communicate with your art? What What is my what? Sorry. What are you attempting to communicate with your art? I'm not getting the first word you're saying. Oh, what are you attempting to communicate oh, with your art? I see. So the the communication is like this for me. One plus one is equal to two. That is the norm. That is the thing that is known by everyone. One plus one is equal to two. But I'm I'm, I'm coming with what if one plus one is equal to 11? Then I can try to, to, to say why I'm saying one plus one is equal to 11 in a way of inspiring people to, to think beyond their ability uh, of thinking. Or sometimes I'll come and say, what about if one plus one is equal to something else? What is that something else? Sometimes I come and say, okay, fine. Be, besides uh, saying one plus one is equal to something else, how about we ask one? We ask one. We try to, to communicate with one. And you say one, we are being told that if we take you and we take another one like you, it is equals to two. Is that so? Do you have any other answer that we can make use of? So that that is the way that that I see. That is that is what I'm trying to to to, to communicate. Because the the liberty and freedom of a person sometimes is not from from receiving. Sometimes it is from giving. So people in most cases, especially in the developed countries, people, they, they receive a lot. But uh, there is joy in giving out. People, they, what I also understand is when you give a chance for people to express themselves, to tell, to tell you what they are thinking, you'll be amazed than to tell people what you think and what has been thought so that they they think of those thoughts. So I think I, I, I operate in those realms, in the freedom and liberty from within, participation of everyone in a way of understanding life and try to build life, a, a good and better life beyond the level we have reached as a society in terms of our achievement. Hey, I really like your philosophy. I really do. You know, yeah. we have time for one more poem before we close. One more poem. One more. One Let's more. go out with a showstopper. Yes, sir. One more. Okay, okay, okay. One more, one more, one more. Oh, one more, one more, one more. Okay, okay, sir. So, one more. All right. All right. I'll take this one. This one is entitled 
new beings. This is my shortest poem I've written ever. It's called New Beings. This is my, my modern way of thinking, especially right now that I'm in the U.S. Uh, I, I start to think along these lines. You know, when you want to try to understand some things that you, you can't understand. So uh, it is in my mental gymnastics book that was published in, uh, in 2020. So already in 2020, I was thinking of these things. And uh, I, I, I wrote these poems in 2018. So this poem, it was written in 2018. It is entitled, New Being. It reads, Long back, they asked each other if one is a virgin. These days, they ask each other if one is negative. And in time to come, they will ask each other if one is a human being. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I've got to ask, do you think you were meant to be a poet? <laughs> this is interesting. I, I, I don't think I was meant to be a poet, but I was given poetry as sustenance. I think if God knew that I'm going to pass through different levels of life, if I didn't have poetry, maybe I could have been dead by now. Mm. But poetry sustained. I've got one poem of mine, and you have inspired me. Thank you for inspiring me. It's a poem that I, event, I then changed to become a song, but I haven't published that song. It's called My Angelic Voices. That, 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 that poem, which become, became a song, and I think I'm going to publish it in September, October, from this inspiration, it talks about my journey as a poet, how poetry sustained me as a person. I could have gone into drugs and become an addict. I could have gone into so many other things in life that, 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 that would not bring out what is coming out of me right now. But poetry to me, it was like an angel that I was given by God to guide me. Like instead of being an extremist in anything, find yourself a comfort zone, find yourself space of, uh, of expression, space of understanding, space of, 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 of reflection in poetry. So... It made me become who I am right now. Sometimes, like some of my colleagues, the will I was talking about, my classmates and other my classmates, they are extremely smart. But when I when I deal with, sometimes I'm smart like them, or sometimes even smarter than them. And when I appear to be smarter than them, they ask me like, Taku, how, how do you think of these things? I always tell them, it's because of poetry. Poetry has made me smart, you know. So, so I don't think I was meant to be a poet, but I was given poetry as a gift. And my journey is still going. Right now, 
I mean the shoes of a, a, a preacher and the journey continues to go. That's the reason why I'm grooming a lot of poets because I believe also that there are some who were created to be poets and uh, I will help them and I just want to, to thank Dr. Hiram Laro of Poetry Exam. Mm, yes. He helps Vachikepe uh, and Andre Taylor so much and other partners of Poetry X Hunger, they help us so much in different spheres. We are trying to register an NGO among other things and all other people that we have featured in the Sailors Review. Uh, so that is my story and uh, it's just amazing and I'm very grateful that I am where I am even through poetry. Where can listeners find your work? Uh, my work is um, my work is on Spotify. I'm 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 turning most of my very good poetry to become music or just poetry and putting on Spotify. And on Facebook, I'm there. And uh, my books they will be published so far. I've got uh, Mental Gymnastics is on Amazon. Uh, my second book is coming very soon. It will be on Amazon. So if you just Google Vachikepe the poet or Tabus Vachikepe on all social media platforms. I'm there. You are there for for quick communication by email, Facebook. I'm always there. LinkedIn. I'm always there. I'm anywhere, wherever you are. I think I'm there. <laughs> all right, all right. So again, so how can listeners? This could be the same question. How can okay. listeners stay in touch? You talked about Facebook. Any other way they can stay in touch? Um, they, they can stay in touch. Uh, since I'm a student. My email mm-hmm. is very effective, so I can give out my email. So it's All right. T, it's TC327 at duke.edu. There's no space. These are small letters. TC327 at duke.edu. It will be very nice to connect and to like each other, to appreciate each other, and to move together. Two legs of one All right. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. What's next for you, my friend? Where do you go from here? Oh, from here, it, it, I, I, I'm, 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 just, I'm just using poetry everywhere, anywhere, right. and anyhow. I think that, that is right. what is happening, yeah. I think I've become a well, poetry ambassador. Well, I want to thank you for being my guest. I mean, it's been an extraordinary time that I've had a chance to spend with you. You're an amazing man. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, doctor. It means a lot when it's coming from a doctor, and it really means a lot. And this is my first time to be in a radio for one hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> you do an incredible job, my friend. <laughs> you do Thank an incredible you so job. Much. Thank you so much, I am doctor. so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You're just amazing. I'm so wow, glad that so Dr. LaRue had an opportunity to introduce me to you. It's just, yeah. just amazing. All right. Uh, thank you so well, much. <laughs> everyone, we made it to the end of another show. <laughs> what a wonderful hour that we had. We learned so much. Yeah. I needed what he shared. So it's a beautiful, beautiful episode. So it's time to go. And, yes. And please. thank you so and thank you so much to everyone who is listening. I love you so much and uh, I'm <laughs> looking forward to learning a lot from you. 
We are one people. Poetry is one. It's like a one All big right. we, we just get <laughs> our points just All eating right. from any corner. I like that. I like yeah. I've got a big smile on my face. I like that. So as I share with you every week, everybody, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. And as a surprise gift to you, I'm going to play the last song that mm. <laughs> this mm. young man brought with him, Adam and Eve, yeah. as we go out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll end on a high note. Here we go. Adam and Eve. Yeah. All right. Take care, everybody. We can be better, 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 better. We can be better. Ooh, better, better, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh, kawuya nchi pake, inindi kawuya nzungu. Tukanga tose pamwechete. Rava rama wana raka cheka Iwe uka uya nechibage Ini ndika uya nezungu Uka ngatose wangwe chete Rava rama wana raka cheka What is wrong with you man? According to James Brown You are the ones who made the cars The train, the electrolyte Both toys and money But what is wrong with you man? What is wrong with you? I am sure you were also the famous disciples Although our direction is fading away slowly and every day And everyone is asking what happened to the disciples? What is wrong with you men? I am sure one of you made the boundaries and borders against ourselves Was that a woman? One of you abolished polygamy For what reason? I am not sure Was that a woman? What is wrong with you men? One of you invented HIV and AIDS What for? I don't know What happened to that person? And why is that person not famous? I don't know Was that a woman? And now we have Corona and it will not be surprising that one of you is behind this. Was that a woman? I am not sure about us, the unmarried, if we will be able to hold hands again, kiss or even have oneness of the best. Should we blame the woman? What is wrong with you men? As if someone is saying, oh the old, we will help transport you to after lifetime life all the unmarried generation will follow you as if only kids will remain behind and their parents will be forced to make babies for the future during the lockdown session and season what is wrong with you men what is really happening in this world Definitely, many children will be born in October, November, and December. Indeed, 2021 will be the year of babies, unless another surprise comes along our way. Shame on the unmarried. If I had lived in another time, I wouldn't mind having five wives and 50 children. 
beautiful human production and natural after all we are becoming artificial and artificial day in and day out signs and symptoms of different belief systems we still have but this we're living in is a totally new system what is wrong with you man is this what you designed for us i never understood it but i now have an idea about the different women movements in this world and for a very long time will this be a success i wonder what the life will be like in the women's kingdom if life will be better or not some say all oh, that man did he did it for the woman i wonder if the woman will do the same how did men and women come to be by the way all i know is like a man without a woman we have been lost in the wilderness and bitterness for a long time as was foreseen by prophet james brown what is wrong with you men what is wrong with you men we can be better can't we Yeah, 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 ooh, bitter bitch, yeah, 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 ooh, bitter bitch, yeah, 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 ooh, bitter bitch.